Hello, and welcome to the August edition of our FIEST 5 and 5 podcast, in which we spend five minutes exploring a key sustainable finance development set to shape the market this month and beyond. This edition is dedicated to our new global sustainable fixed income investor survey. Let's jump right in. So what is NowWest's new global sustainable fixed income investor survey? NowWest surveyed 225 asset managers involved in making or executing fixed income investment decisions and implementing related EST strategies. Our research was global in reach with 75 respondents from each of North America, Europe and the UK and Asia Pacific. Our survey focused on three key areas, fixed income investors that zero commitments, their approaches to assessing and mitigating climate transition and climate physical risks, and their expectations of conventional and sustainability labeled debt issuers. Given the rapidly evolving nature of the sustainable finance market, and the increasing frequency, severity, and financial materiality of climate-related events, we wanted to gain both an in-depth and complete view of the latest investor positioning on these topics. To bring the findings of our research to life, our report also includes six interviews with leading ESG investors and a number of recommendations for issuers, which I'll come to later in the podcast. So what were some of the main findings of our survey? Starting with investor positioning, there are three key points worth highlighting. The first is that 71% of respondents indicated that their organization has made a net zero commitment, of which 50% aim to achieve net zero by 2050, and some even earlier than that. The second is that when asked why their organization has committed to net zero, the majority said it is the best way to deliver investment returns and reduce risk, echoing the view that climate risk is investment risk, to quote Larry Fink's Dear CEO letter from 2020. The third point is that asset managers' net zero commitments currently extend to only 22% of their assets under management. However, this proportion is expected to jump to 34% within the next five years. In short, a vast majority of fixed income investors aim to transition their investment portfolios to net zero, and the impact of these commitments on investment decisions is expected to grow. For example, by tilting fixed income investment portfolios away from high-emitting issuers, as we have seen with the European Central Bank. The third area I would like to focus on in today's podcast is climate data and climate transition and physical risk assessments, which go hand in hand. In terms of climate transition risk, it was notable that only 15% of respondents strongly agreed that they have enough emissions data to track progress against their net zero targets, suggesting investors will continue to engage with issuers and regulatory bodies to improve sustainability disclosures. In terms of the the metrics investors are using, around two-thirds of respondents indicated that they are currently using reported scope 1 and 2 data, with only 42% of respondents using reported scope 3 emissions. However, within the next one to two years, the number of investors who plan to factor in scope 3 emissions is expected to almost double. In terms of climate physical risk, it was interesting to us that at first glance, nearly all respondents said their fixed income investment decisions consider physical risks from climate change. However, only 18% of respondents indicated that they consider climate physical risk for all corporate bond investments. This may change quickly though, as the financial impact of climate related events such as wildfires, heat waves, and droughts continues to swell. So what does this all mean for both conventional and sustainable debt issuance? First off, we asked investors what is their preferred bond structure for one, reaching net zero goals, and two, mitigating climate physical risk. It was encouraging to see that nearly three quarters of respondents selected a sustainable bond structure, that is, use of proceeds bonds, green securitization, or sustainability linked bonds, 
as their first choice for meeting net zero commitments, while almost four in five chose the sustainable bond structure as their first choice for mitigating climate physical risk. With that said, a sizable contingent, around one in four, indicated that they prefer conventional bonds. This suggests there is still some skepticism around sustainable finance amid rising greenwashing concerns, as well as room for improvement in existing structures. Fortunately, we were able to identify a few of these improvements in a separate question on what investors would like to see. Some suggestions included SLBs featuring only SBTI verified targets, better impact reporting, use of proceeds bonds with zero refinancing and no look-back period, and dedicated use of proceeds bonds for biodiversity or climate change adaptation objectives. Lastly, in terms of the suggestions for issuers, we left our readers with five core recommendations. One, build climate transition considerations into their core business strategies. Two, conduct climate risk and vulnerability assessments across their value chain. Three, continue to improve disclosures on qualitative aspects of climate plans and ESG performance to provide additional context to investors. Four, improve the connection between corporate and sustainability strategies and sustainability labeled bonds, show coherence, intent, and impact. And five, engage directly with debt investors to understand how the goalposts are moving because they're moving very quickly. Thank you for listening to this month's FIESG 5 and 5. Please be sure to check out the full report on our website and LinkedIn page for more on the latest sustainable finance developments. And if you like this podcast, please follow the channel and click the notification bell so you can get future episodes as soon as they are released. Thanks again and see you next time.